When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Heard at Sports Radio. Welcome in. Good morning here on Hurt At Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We are live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And it is our final show before Super Bowl Sunday. Andrew Rogers here with me. I'm Ravi Lula. AR, what's going on, buddy? Hey, I got to ask you because you are, um, you know, so close so close to Sunday at this point. Mm-hmm. As a fan that has a team in the Super Bowl, which I don't really know much about, <laughs> how how are you feeling knowing that, one, this is a rematch from four years ago, yep. and you, you know how that one went, right? Yep. 20 to 10 going into half, then it got away from the 49ers, mm-hmm. and knowing that you have to see Mahomes again. Yeah, I mean, so that's why, you know, kind of since conference championship week, I've been a little bit uh, freaking out is too strong of a word. But, you know, I kept asking the questions like, I think the Ravens are better. I don't want to face Mahomes. Right. I kept saying that when, with our guests and and everybody. And I just. yeah, I'm not like it's like even a PTSD thing from four years ago. It's just he's the new Brady he's the guy that you never want to bet against and when your team is playing the guy you never want to bet against you don't feel great right because like, there's a reason you don't bet against that guy same reason you know that I was um you know same reason that I I went with the Chiefs in the conference championship game I was like this is just the dude like he's just the dude and I don't feel I don't feel good about going up against that guy and I, I honestly I think the matchup with the 49ers is really similar to the matchup that they just had with the Ravens. I think the 49ers have a better roster. I don't feel good about ever saying, like, yep, Patrick Mahomes is going to lose a game. Like, that just, especially in the playoffs, doesn't feel um, awesome. I will say, as somebody who roots for the 49ers, I kind of have been, like, dissociating a little bit. Like, I, I go through kind of the process of how we do the show, right? And it's like, oh, let's talk about this, and let's talk about this. I haven't really allowed myself to think about the fact that, hey, 
you know, in a couple of days, your team is actually playing in the Super Bowl, and you have, you know, you have to go up against Patrick Mahomes and and all this, right? But I kind of comfort myself by saying, okay, well, Eli Manning beat Tom Brady twice. Like it if, can happen if if Brock Purdy can just beat Eli Manning, which if you know anything about me, that is not a high bar in my mind to clear being Eli Manning. Like if he can just be Eli Manning. Like, I keep talking myself into, okay, that's feasible. Like, that you could do that. That's doable. Is it likely? Maybe not. But it's doable, and that's all I need. Definitely not Isaiah likely. <laughs> I just need it to be I just need it to be plausible, all right? I don't need it to be probable. So um, that's where I'm at. I'll, I'm sure Sunday I'll probably start to get pretty anxious. Um, just because it's, a, you know, I mean, partly because – like, Super Bowl Sunday is the all-time Sunday scaries, right? Because you wake up Monday and there's no more football. And well, maybe maybe for you. I, I have two months of buildup for the number one pick. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, but no more football games, right? You know me. <laughs> I love me a combine. I love a draft. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So I'm not, you know, I, I can stay in it a little bit longer than we got spring football. You know, so it's not really – you get to the end of – you know, like mid-May, and you're like, oh, there's real – it's a desert here now. There is no football to be found. <laughs> yeah, you're going to start a flag football league in Omaha. Well, you know, I might start – I'm going to end up watching, like, the UFL probably because I'll be like, listen, maybe maybe the, maybe the, it's not that bad. Maybe I'll see somebody I like from college or whatever. <laughs> Travis says UFL. Come on, Ravi. Um, but, yeah, so – No battle hawks. <laughs> There we go. I'm getting you a T-shirt. You're becoming a fan with me. Listen, I don't have a team. You know, I need to adopt somebody. It's, uh, you know, it's The Rock's latest venture, and I love me some Dwayne Johnson. So let's let's do it. Let's be a Battlehawks fan. It's a cool name. I don't know what it Why means. It, you know, you know the the uh, slogan. I I say the slogan, but it's like the fan slogan is Kakaw. Mm-hmm. So like, anytime you talk about the Battlehawks, you go Kakaw. So I I mean think about how how awesome that is just for one. Well, and true, yes. And and two, like the Battlehawks is I, that up with the Supernovas with premier names It's in a their good league. name. It's a good name. It really is. Um yeah, that's uh, so yeah, I'm 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 willing to to investigate being a Battlehawks fan. I'm I'm willing to uh to look into it, but no, it's uh it's I probably will start getting pretty anxious like Sunday. Until then, I'm usually able to, if I remember last or four years ago correctly at least, I'm usually able to, to keep it pretty calm until then. And then Sunday, probably around noon, is when I'll start to, you know, kind of feel the, the little anxiousness in my tummy and being like, I'm not ready for this. It's great to not having a team or some sort of rooting interest in this game. Now, I'll probably have some outstanding sports bets, which uh, which are your rooting interest ahead of time, <laughs> yeah. courtesy of Warhorse. Um, which means I have to come back to Omaha to cash them. That's true. Which is kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, because you got to come um, visit us, and then yeah. you get some cash for it. Right. Pay exactly. for your trip. You're good to go. It, and you know what's great about that, too? On top of it, I have national championship outstanding bets in Vegas from my trip in January. Oh, nice. So so if Creighton, if Nebraska, or if Texas wins the national title, you gotta go I'm back going to Vegas. to Vegas for free, baby. <laughs> we- I'm going to Vegas for free. <laughs> there we go. I love it. Well, let me uh, set up the show real quick because we got way too much stuff to get to, as you can imagine, on a day like today. Coming up here at eight o'clock we're going to talk to our guy Damon Benning going to preview the Super Bowl a little bit with DB 
Uh, we had Matt Verzal move up to 8.30 this morning so we could kind of close out the show the way we uh, wanted to with Super Bowl picks and stuff like that. Uh, so Verz was, was gracious enough to uh, move his time slot for us. 8.45, super excited to talk to Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network. We've talked to her a couple times. She's been super gracious with her time with us. And we got her on the last show before the Super Bowl because that was, I mean, that was a request that Andrew and I made. It was like, hey, let's get Cynthia back on the last day before uh, the Super Bowl. So we're super excited to have her. Then Mike Sauter will join us at 9 a.m. live in studio like he always does. Um, and then we've got some fun stuff kind of planned throughout the day here as well. So at the very end of the show, we're going to do a Super Bowl party food draft much like we did for thanksgiving andrew has compiled a list cam andrew and i are going to draft and see who ends up with the best super bowl party food and drink don't don't forget about the drink as well um and then i think andrew threw a surprise category in there as well that'll be fun uh that's at the very end of the show obviously andrew and i will do our picks and we'll kind of run through the uh war horse prop card that we've been talking about for the last month uh, that, you know, maybe you can get some ideas on how to try and go 25 for 25 and try and win that $100,000 with Warhorse. Um, so we'll give, you, we'll give you some of our thoughts there as well. Um, but before we get to any of that, yesterday, Husker 24-7, we talked about it with uh, BC a little bit, the Super 6 came out. And it's great timing because I thought to myself, you know, we did Super 6 for Huskers. Let's do Super 6 for Super Bowl as well. The Be Super Super Bowl. The Super Bowl Super 6. It's a little bit of a mouthful, but I thought to myself, okay, we do the Super 6 for the Huskers where it's the, the six most impactful newcomers. However, however, we decide, however we decide to, you know, judge that. So I thought, hey, let's do a Super Bowl Super 6. And I gave you no criteria whatsoever. I said six total players from both teams. So we're doing only six, not 12 here. And I said, just give me six players. And I included coaches in this too. And I would say, hey, just give me the six players or coaches from both teams that you think will be the most impactful. And that's a very vague word, right? Impactful, like could be good, could be bad, could be whatever. Um, but I, I thought it would be a really good way to kind of work through how each of us are thinking through the Super Bowl. And so here's what I ended up finding out, Andrew, while I was going through my picks or while I was making my picks last night is I ended up almost putting like five 49ers on this list and not because I'm a fan, actually. I know that's probably where people are like, ah, oh, what a home or whatever. But it's actually because I'm less sure of what the 49ers are in this situation. Right. I the reason I found myself gravitating towards 49ers over Chiefs was I feel like I know exactly who some of these Chiefs guys are in this situation because I just saw them here last year. I've seen them here a couple times overall, and I'm like, you know, I feel like I know who these guys are in this situation. So it almost ended up being, to me, like the wild card is too strong of a word, but guys that could be the most impactful but had like a variance of good or bad, right? So I'll start going from there. Now, this – does not really fit that criteria, but I didn't want to overthink my number one spot. My number one's Patrick Mahomes, okay? Kind of like Dylan Rayola. Yeah, just like DR. I was going to say exactly what I was going to say. Just like DR, you don't want to overthink the top spot. Like, it is – if, if, if Patrick Mahomes goes, you know, 
supernova Patrick Mahomes and is cooking and he's scrambling and extending plays and doing all that, like it's over, right? Ball game, nothing else, no one else's name on this list matters, right? If, if Patrick Mahomes is going full like Chef Curry mode, we are done here, right? So that's why he's number one on my list. I didn't want to overthink that. I assume he's number one on yours as well. He is number one. You know, he's the first player at the position to start four Super Bowls under the age of 30. Um, that right there is such a prestigious stat on its own. It's bonkers. He's seek, yeah, he's seeking his third Super Bowl MVP. Mahomes has more combined playoff wins in a six-year span than any other quarterback. It, there's a reason Patrick Mahomes has been able to create this name for himself, especially this season as well. You look at his turnover numbers, and he hit a career high and had if he finished the regular season with his worst record, and I say worst record of 11-6 and six, yeah. uh, of his time as a starter. But he's gotten back to his old ways, if, if he even needed to get back to old ways. He's 3-0 and with zero turnovers in the playoffs. He's playing his best football, and you're right. Um, if he can be the magician, we all know that he is. 49ers are are in for a long, long Sunday evening. Yeah, it's a it's a total wrap. If if he's if he's who he can be, if which part of that, you know, we always talk about this with football, right? It's really hard to isolate anybody's performance. Part of that is obviously gonna mean like, okay, his receivers are playing well and the 49ers defense isn't able to get pressure on him with four and like that kind of stuff, right? So there's a lot that goes into that one. But if he is playing at peak Patrick Mahomes level and no one stops him from it, it's going to be a problem. Um, So number two for me, again, this is probably just me not overthinking it here. It It starts to get wonky for me at three, if I'm being honest. But number two for me is Brock Purdy. And this one, there's a ton of variance here, right? If we have a Baltimore Ravens four interception Brock Purdy, again, this thing is a wrap. If we have, in a bad way for 49ers fans, obviously, if... If if we get a uh, Brock Purdy looks like kind of midseason MVP version of him and he's able to distribute to all those playmakers and he's able to control the game and, and keep the 49ers on the field and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field and, you know, make sure McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle and Ayuk are all getting involved in the passing and running game and all that kind of stuff that Shane Hand's dialing up, then the 49ers have a really good shot at winning the Super Bowl here. That, to me, is he's probably got the biggest variance in terms of positive or negative impact. And so for that reason, I've got him number two. Yeah, that's a little high for my list. I'm with McCaffrey at two. He's been an MVP candidate all year, and his numbers prove that. Mm -hmm. Over 2,000 total yards, 1,400 on the ground, 560 through the air. He's got 21 touchdowns. He's just been imposing his will in the playoffs. And uh, he's, with 188 rush yards and four scores and the two wins, I could not keep him any lower than two for just the impact that he brings on his own. Because I also look at, okay, the, the prowess of him in this offense versus Purdy. And if I want one or the other, I know where you're going and I know where your head's at with mm-hmm. the Purdy take. But McCaffrey just – it's more of a solid option while the ice may be melting a little bit in Purdy's court. So because of that, I'm going with the for sure versus the variable. See, and I actually agree with you with all your points, and that just goes to show you how we thought differently about our list, right? Mine is almost like 
storylines, right? If if the if this happens one way or another, this guy's going to be the story. I I actually agree. Christian McCaffrey is one of the things I'm most sure about in this game. He's going to get his yards. He's going to get probably one or two touchdowns. He's going to receive. He's going to get some receiving yards. He's going to get some rushing yards. He's going to be an impactful player. But I feel like I know that without a shadow of a doubt. So I didn't even put him on my list. If I'm being honest, I well, that, that that's again like what what I talked about yesterday with Dylan Raiola. You still have to include him. Yeah, I know. And I, like I said, I probably overthought this a little bit at starting at number three. Um, but I, I, I felt like, you know, this is a dude that I know exactly what I'm going to get out of him. So I don't even need to include him, which is, again, the reason why my list was starting to skew really 49er heavy, because I feel like I know way more about the Chiefs. Um, so my number three is, and this is, again, it starts to get a little wonky for me here because I, I was thinking about the list in a weird way, um, and which is my own fault because it's my list and it was my idea. <laughs> so I'm just like, ah, this is... You were this, losing sleep over your own list. Yeah, th- no, this is a problem of my own making. I'm very aware of this. Uh, number three on my list, I've got Kyle Shanahan because of his history in Super Bowls. Um, you know, you mentioned blowing the 10-point lead uh, in 2019-2020, and he obviously had the, the big blown lead as an offensive coordinator in Atlanta. And the um, the I think pressure may be the wrong word, but there, there will be a lot of attention paid to, especially if the 49ers have a lead, um, how he handles the play calling, how he handles situationally. I think there is a lot of attention on Kyle Shanahan tomorrow. Again, I know exactly what I'm going to get out of Andy Reid. I know exactly what I'm going to get out of Andy Reid. I'm going to get a great game plan. He's going to um, he's going to get exactly what he needs to out of his team. I trust his play calling in every situation. I, I don't need to find out about Andy Reid because I already know. I We do need to find out a little bit about Kyle Shanahan in this moment. And that, to me, is why he was so high on the list because he's got kind of some history with Super Bowls. Travis Kelsey is my number three. Um, remains Patrick Mahomes' favorite weapon. Mm-hmm. Eight straight seasons with at least 900 receiving yards in three games here in postseason play. 262 yards and three touchdowns. And look, we've talked about Kelsey all year and how much of a down year for him that he's having. And it, it, it's kind of like this. He is if 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 he has the big game, then. Mahomes in this offense will go he as much as Mahomes is the engine that makes the offense go I I almost want to make the argument that it's Kelsey at the end of the day Mm. because if Mahomes doesn't have guys to throw to or that for sure option to get the football to then he he's not as dynamic as we normally uh that as as we normally see him every Sunday um you know, you think back to that game against Buffalo, mm-hmm. the 13-second game. Was that that was last season, right? I mean, it feels like forever ago. Um, I think so. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was last season. It does feel like and, six years ago, but I, I think it was last year. And you you look at the very first play with 13 seconds to go, and it's a screen pass to Tyreek Hill. It's like, okay, yeah, sh- for sure option for Mahomes. Then you look at the very next play, and it's a short pass to Kelsey who gets them in field goal range. So without Tyreek Hill this year, you only have Kelsey to rely on in those big moments, and that's why he ranks so high on this list. It's because of his impact for that team. 
I think it was Pacheco, right? Tyreek Hill's been gone two years. Was it Pacheco? Well, then it was two years ago. Okay, it might the have first been. one was definitely Tyreek. Okay, Hill. it might have, it must have been two years ago then. Um, cause I'm, I'm per- pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but I, it, regardless, I agree. I do have Travis Kelsey on the list because of it's because of his ability to ad lib with Patrick Mahomes. Now I've got him a little bit lower, but they've got a like unspoken eye contact, like weird twins uh, tele- telepathy bond that they just know where the other one's going in a way that makes yeah, I mean you can do everything right and still give up a huge play or a touchdown or that allows them to get into field goal range. It's why I said yesterday, Patrick Mahomes cannot have the ball in a one one possession game late. Like I just that that's the worst case scenario for me. Other than you know the 49ers being blown out or whatever, right? It like Patrick Mahomes having the ball in a one possession game is just a nightmare fuel for me. Um, but I I do have Kelsey on that list as opposed to some of these other guys because there is a ton of ad lib ability with him and and Patrick Mahomes. I don't have him till five. A guy that I just mentioned. I've got Isaiah Pacheco at four. Um, I think he's really, really important to the Chiefs' game plan. And I also think he's really, really important because we saw what the Lions did to the 49ers' rush defense in the NFC Championship game. If Pacheco's able to start shredding them up the way that Gibbs and Montgomery were able to for Detroit, the 49ers are in real trouble. They're in, like, real, real deep trouble if Pacheco's able to do that to them. Even if it's just for a half like it was against Detroit – they're in, they're in some problems because the second half, they don't have to go against Jared Goff. They have to go against Patrick Mahomes, even if they figure out the run game. So um, that, to me, Pacheco's a huge factor in this game uh, because of the questionable 49ers run defense that we saw. And I think if he performs well, obviously it makes the Chiefs offense less or more dynamic and less one-dimensional. And that is going to make them that much harder to stop. I mean, they're hard enough to stop with Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey the way we were talking about anyway. But Pacheco, I think, opens up a whole other realm for Andy Reid and his play calling, and that, that's, that scares me a little bit. Now, you went four or five back-to-back, and to help speed this thing up, I'll do that too because my four is somebody you've already talked about, and that's Brock Purdy. Mm, sure. So this is where Purdy lands on the list for me because he's not as – dominant as the other three that I mentioned, but you're absolutely right in the fact of saying that if Brock Purdy has a good day, the 49ers, the 49ers will have a good day. If he doesn't have a good day, then it's, it's, well, you're not going to have a lot of fun watching that football game, Robbie. Um, no, I'm not. You know, it, there, there's just a ton that I could get into, but I think the biggest thing here is to go back on what Mike Lombardi said on the show yesterday when he called him Kurt Warner, like Brock Purdy's an afterthought. He's always been an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Coming into the league, he was Mr. Irrelevant. And remember Kurt Warner and his story just for a moment, how he improbably led the NFL in key passing marks during his first year as a full-time starter. Mm-hmm. He produced his first comeback victories in the playoffs and went on to lead that greatest show on turf offense to the Super Bowl. Well, we're kind of seeing a lot of that reflecting in the mirror, and Brock Purdy's on the other side. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the MVP caliber season Purdy's had, 21-4 and with him under center, including playoffs, as a starter with the 49ers. 44 touchdowns, 15 interceptions in his total career. But statistically, he was the most efficient quarterback in the NFL this year. Mm -hmm. That paced all starters. So he's having that dream season. Mm -hmm. He's having that Kurt Warner-like season. 
And if I remember the greatest show on turf, Robbie, I think uh, something good happened in the end. They may have won a Super Bowl. I'm almost positive. And then my number five, just so we can get to that one, is Harrison Butker. Now, mm. I mentioned... I knew you were going to put a kicker on here. I had to put a kicker on here. Come on. <laughs> and I couldn't put Jake Moody because he doesn't have the clutch gene that Harrison Butker I know. has. Um, that, he scares me a little bit. Just not yet, right? I mean, he is a, he is a former third-round pick, and you yeah. know he's a rookie this year. But Harrison Butker has been old reliable mm-hmm. for this Chiefs team. And that includes the playoffs. That includes the regular season. That includes probably every scrimmage that he's played on the field in the offseason. I mean, there was one time where he kicked a field goal from like 64, and the Chiefs got to skip practice the next day because that's what Andy (laughs) Reid like wagered in that moment. So Harrison Butker is just, he's an unstoppable force. He's had a career high in field goal conversions this year. He's hitting 100% of his PA or his extra points, right? And we know how many kickers miss PAT. He's a perfect 7 for 7 on playoff field goals this year. If he gets in field goal range at any point in time, especially late in the game, say it's 24 all, and the Chiefs have a game-winning field goal from 51 yards out, Robbie, you can just turn the TV off right now. Well, I don't like that, Andrew. Uh, Coming up, we will finish out our Super Bowl Super 6. We will dive into our real Super 6, and hopefully Andrew doesn't have any more kickers on his list. We'll see. Coming up next on Her Sports Radio.